Welcome. Deck the halls with bars of holly. I didn't know. I just didn't know. What so to I do. was trying to do a harmony, but you, I think, oh. were trying to follow the harmony. Oh, that's why you're doing it. Don't go chasing harmonies. That's what TLC said. <laughs> Don't go, go chasing harmonies. harmonies. Please stick to the rhythm of the thing that you refuse to. <laughs> Hi, everyone Hi. who's still listening. <laughs> this is Day of Homekins. My name is Paul F. Tompkins. My name is Janie Haddad Tompkins. Uh, I am a comedian. I am an actress. We are a married couple living in Los Angeles, and this is our after dinner podcast. We drop it once a month. Once a month. Once a month. We just drop it once a month. Barcelona. Abita. Once a month. Um, The second Friday. Do you remember when J-Lo rhymed Ibiza with Africa? (laughs) (laughs) Good for her. Good. You go, girl. I like that. It's creative. I like, I like when a lady forces a rhyme. <laughs> it's creative. <laughs> it's creative. It's creative. Well, here we are. It, we thanks for thanks for hanging in with us this year. It's our it's our final drop of the year. I, I can't believe final this. episode of the year. It's all, every December, it feels like the year has rushed by. Right. I uh, I have some notes on this year. Oh, sure. Got some notes. But I mean, did you feel like it it moved quickly, or did you feel like it, or do you feel like it dragged? I don't think. Period. <laughs> I don't think what? What did you say? What did you say? Period? Yeah. You say? I don't think. think. Oh, period. period. Yeah. Oh, uh, LOL. Not thinks, the period panties. This year was a strange journey for me, personally. Just, you know, like. We got COVID in May. I got it worse than you did mm-hmm. based on our booster schedules. Yes. And that kind of messed me up. Yeah, man. For like, like time wise. Yeah. Like time, like things were going great for me in the year. <laughs> I mean, like personally, I was just like trying to get like momentum going mm-hmm. in my life, like projects, blah, 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 this, that, that the other and then that like ugh. and then i don't know no yeah. i don't think this year flew by no i'm gonna say no to that it felt even though i know there were moments where things seemed interminable and time seemed to stand still i yeah. still find myself saying i can't believe it's the year's almost over i can't believe it's december i can't believe it's christmas time yeah i mean yeah I don't but it's, know. it depends on whether or not you feel it at the end of the year. Because sometimes you do feel it at the end of the year. You feel like the whole year. And sometimes it just like you're you just lose all of it. Like I did. Yeah, I've lost a lot. I've lost the plot. I've lost the plot. Why do you say that? Just in general, I mean, like I feel like you know, we had like these COVID lockdowns in 2020 when we started this podcast. And then there was the year where we all were allowed to get vaccinated. What are you looking at in a weird it's way? A shadow at the window of the door. 
Okay. Will you go lock the door? Because now you're freaking me out. Oh, yes. Yes, dear. Thank you, please. Sorry. He looked at the door like someone was going to burst through it. And I didn't like that. That bothered me. No, so I don't see anyone. It could have just been like a passing, like a passing car. It could have been. Um, they pass all the time. Anyway, I was just about to explain why things are weird. Year of COVID. Year of vaccination. The year of the COVID. <laughs> this is the first year since. The year of the vaccine. <laughs> this is the first year of the pandemic. We've all been collectively experiencing that we had the full year of vaccinations available. Yes, and life resuming some sort of normalcy. And then it turned out like the the vaccinations that we had were not like formulated for the strains that created yeah. or what. But yeah, so things like this is the first year of normalcy and it was like I don't know. Didn't feel that normal. Did not feel that normal. We did get to do some things that we had missed doing. Traveling. Um, traveling, a going lot. seeing people going out, you know, a stuff like that. Yeah. Doing shows again was a big deal for me. Mm-hmm. Um it's funny that at the beginning of the year I remember having to cancel a show because COVID was kind of spiking. Right, the Omicron. And then, Omicron. And then in May I had to cancel a show because I got COVID. Yeah, what show that was the that was a yeah, variety of varietopias, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and if you're listening to this and you're mm-hmm. in Los Angeles and it has not been December 18th, 2022 yet, <laughs> you can catch the Christmas version of Variatopia at the Lodge Room in Highland Park yeah. on December 18th. We're doing tickets ho- are still tickets selling? still up. We're doing selling? a holiday show, Lodge Room in Highland Park. Go to paulfchompkins.com slash live and you can get tickets there. And it's going to be a fun show. So speaking of, we we went back east for, you did Variatopia in New York. Yes, we went to New the York. Bell House. The Which Bell I have to say, like, I spoke to a lot of State F. Homkins fans <laughs> at those shows. Mm-hmm. And it was delightful. Everyone was so lovely. And I just want to say that was a treat. Because everyone was there to see you, and they were like, oh, my gosh, we listen to Steve Pumpkins. And I was like, oh, God. Oh, my God. I can't believe. like." <laughs> and then so I you know, I got to interact, and that was that was really cool. Yeah, and you told me that everybody was so sweet and nice. Yes, they yeah. definitely were. Lovely and some uh, some fans got to sit with uh, – um, uh, there were some empty seats near me, mm-hmm. it turned out. There's a little section that they block off for friends of performers and significant others and stuff like that. And on this particular show – I was the only one that had one, and it was Janie. No, no, some other people had some. Oh, okay. Some other people showed up. All right. Yeah. Eventually. <laughs> some friends of the musicians and stuff. But there stuff. was still room. Yes, yes. There were like, there just happened to be, yes. So then um, so then we did that, and then we went to Philadelphia for Thanksgiving. Hope mm-hmm. everyone had a nice Thanksgiving. God, I hope so. I hope you did. What were your highlights of the back east trip? We went to, we went to the... I, I went to some museum. Yeah, the shows. I, in addition to the shows being super fun, um, and and uh, you know everybody, I think that almost all of them were sold out. Like it was, it was a great turnout on a very cold weekend. The early shows were a little bit more crowded than the late shows. Both early shows were sold out. Yeah, and then the late shows were pretty packed. Oh, this is a passing car. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it again, and it was the same thing. So it's a passing car. <laughs> um, but. Uh, 
we got to go to a couple museums. We got to hang out with friends. Um, we had a really wonderful time in New York. We 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 uh, budgeted a few extra days to hang out. I ran into someone I hadn't seen in years. That was wild. Yeah, yeah we were just sitting we're in the hotel bar. Yeah, it was like one thirty in the morning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was uh, Clara Bell. She's a stand up, and she walked by and she was like. Janie, hello, yeah. and like pulled her mask down, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, <laughs> how did she like spot me in this? I mean, it was like crazy. Honey, you're unmistakable. <laughs> and then what else? Like, uh, then we went to Philly, and then we ran yes. into people in Philly. Yeah. The night we had dinner with my brother and sister in law. That's right. That's and right. And there was like a table full of LA comedians next to us. Yeah. 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 That was really wild. Yeah. You knew them. I didn't, but yeah. I. Got, well, I knew. I had. I knew Sharon. You knew Sharon Houston. Houston. Uh, and then we met Amir Talai. Amir Talai and his and wife his Nina, wife. Um, who's a television writer from yeah. Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was funny. Yeah, they were yeah. great. It was like it was it was wonderful and and homey, and we had a nice Thanksgiving at your brother's house, and I got to see my family. Um, I did not realize because I had not checked in with them about what their Thanksgiving traditions are these days. So I thought we would all be getting together for Thanksgiving. And then it was like, no, everybody kind of does their own thing. Everybody has their own family and whatever. Right. <laughs> so, but luckily we were able to have Thanksgiving with, with your brother and sister-in-law. Yes. Um, thank you, Alex and Laura. We had a wonderful time. Um, got to see, um, my friends Frank and Jane in Philly, which that was, was nice. super fun. Um, it was a really lovely trip despite and their kids. And here's the thing. Yes. Don't like going back east that time of year. It's not my favorite. Yeah, it was freaking cold. And I finally realized like, oh, I'm in control of this. I don't have to do this. Yeah. In New York, it was like in the 20s at night. Yeah. There was a freeze warning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, why did we do this? Yeah, I know. Well, next year, we uh, it's already planned out better. We're going to stay home for Thanksgiving. Yes. Which we love to do. Yes. Um, And I'm doing, Definitely. I'll be doing my New York shows in October. As opposed to November. I like it. So I like it. Might even be hot. I like it. Who knows? I like it. Yeah. I like it. But autumn in New York, this is the dream. So this time last week, this is what I really want to talk about. Because mm -hmm. it was a very exciting thing that <laughs> I got to do. Mm -hmm. This time last week, we were in Las Vegas, baby. Oh, here we go. Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Sin City. Uh, lost uh, weekly paycheck, <laughs> Nevada. Uh, it was like my birthday present from you uh, to go see. Me, not the listeners. Just so you know. <laughs> you were thinking you chipped in. You didn't. You're like, what are you doing for your birthday? Because it was a big one. Mm. I may as well say I finally <laughs> turned 30. And it was... <laughs> Rough people. <laughs> <laughs> and since it was like a milestone birthday, mm -hmm. you're like, what do you want? And I was like, I think we should go see Miranda Lambert in mm -hmm. concert. <laughs> you should go see the Miranda Lambert show in Vegas. And you're like, okay, pick a time. And I was like, okay, let's do it. And I was like, are we really going to do this? Because we're not really big concert people. We like live no, we're music. Not. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, live yeah. But music. we don't go to a ton of concerts. It's true. No, but I like live music. Yeah. But sure. I don't like the concert um lifestyle. There's a lot of baggage that goes with concerts. Yeah, but this is like a residency show. So it's in yes. a theater. It's not the same necessarily. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, 
Um, and it was so fun and so good mm-hmm. and she was so awesome mm-hmm. the show if you're if you get a chance to see velvet rodeo residency in vegas i don't you can you recommend you feel like you can yeah, say put on a tremendous show okay it was like so at the very beginning she comes up from the stage like on like she comes up out of the stage out of the stage which is that's my dream i know i knew i looked over at you because like you have said that to me so many times i get so jealous well okay so she (laughs) opened with acting up which is like the opening album on her brand new album i think it's like nominated for a grammy or something but like Mm. so so it's a really good album uh palomino and like it was a very first song on the album and it has like these funny like kind of group like uh eerie chords that play like kind of groovy i should say yeah kind of a groovy vibe yeah and she comes up from the stage in like like a glittery cow cowboy hat and stuff and it was like people lost their minds i know i think she came up with the glittery cow cowboy hat but then she took it off right i don't think she wore a hat through the concert no i'm pretty i thought she did Am I just imagining it from the video? I think you're imagining it from the video. No, I thought so. She came up in the out with the fringe and the. Uh, I don't remember this hat. All I know too is like the stage design is incredible because there's this like it changes like every second and it's like a light show that goes along with yeah. it and there's they like had, a ton of pyrotechnics. She had like a digital backdrop. She had you know a ton of stage lights. Um, and, and like, you know, like sparks shooting up from the floor. And then there were a couple times, huge fire fireballs <laughs> and we were not like super close to the stage. And when the fire balls would like shoot out, we could feel the heat from them. Yeah. On, and it was like, what must it feel like on that stage? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. when those happen yeah. anyway, it's only for a second, but you definitely feel it. Yeah. And like her set was like so tight. Like she played Mm -hmm. like a bunch of old stuff and a lot of her new stuff. And it was like perfectly calibrated. Let me ask you this because I didn't really pay attention to to the tickets and everything. Do they do more than one show a night or is it just one show? It's just one show a night. Okay. Because it was it was the tightest show I've ever seen in terms of, you know, we noted that she didn't introduce her band members individually. And then we were talking about, well, that must have been decided beforehand. And then when we started talking about that, I realized, oh, there's no banter in between songs. No, there's nothing. There was no like, hey, this song is very special to me. I wrote this, blah, 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 blah. It was just like song, song, song. She did a couple like tiny. tiny. Yeah. Like she, like, I liked when she was like, she's like, uh, I'm going to do a love song that I wrote. I hope it's okay uh, for all you ladies out there uh, that I wrote to tequila and then she played tequila does Mm -hmm. and then everyone like lost her mind yeah but then they have but i think this show was so tight and then in the middle of that i don't did you notice they did like a riff from tequila like did Did i notice it yes i noticed okay okay it was like but i feel like the pyrotechnics were so tight too like it was a it was a choreographed show absolutely yeah. And like her backup singer was like at certain places at every time, every yes. minute of the there show. There was some choreography to it, not not in the dancing sense, but in terms of uh, where people were on Placement. stage. Like and, she'd come down, yeah. and then the one time the guitarist came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was doing the, it was extremely. I'd never seen a Vegas show, one of those big Vegas <laughs> shows before, and I was um, really uh, uh, impressed and surprised by the the tightness of it. Oh my god! And you it know? was. I mean, I was like. 
The tickets were not cheap, that but they weren't crazy. Like they were like what you would expect. It was expect. affordable, yeah, yeah, for a special occasion. For a special, kind of like, thing. yeah, yeah, it was like a Broadway ticket or something like that. Yeah, and I was like, wow, this is actually like you're getting your money's worth with this show. That's, I think I thought that like they're they that show was so tight that they were clearly it's like nobody's going to walk away from the show saying they didn't see a show. No. In fact, and then well, that was like one of her banters was like, they, she was like thanking people that, that they spent their hard earned money on mm-hmm. tickets for this, for the show. Yeah. And you kind of felt taken care of. Mm-hmm. Like you definitely felt like, okay, these, they, they want to like present. Yeah. It was all killer, no filler. It was all killer, no filler. Yeah. And then, okay. The only other part I have to say was when she did gunpowder and lead. And then she had on this jacket Mm-hmm. With fringe on the arms, and she st- stuck out her arms, and uh, fireworks came out of the fringe, yeah. and she spun around the stage. It was I almost fainted. It was such I swear a, to God, I almost fainted. It was towards like, the end of the show. Did you hear me squeal? I went. Yeah. I was like, I went. Ah! Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I think I almost fainted. No, we instantly looked at each other because it was like it was such a reveal. <laughs> it was, it was wild. It was so good. It was so, and like the the build of all. She did a lot of like really uh, like of her like just rocking like mm-hmm. rock shit yeah. like it was, it was a good, good mixture of, of so good. tempo and ballads and everything and i and I, one thing that caught me by surprise was that i knew every song uh, by osmosis i have to say that caught me by surprise as well there was, was not like, one song I was like, wow, that Paul i had never knows heard before these? like yeah. how does he know these yeah. <laughs> it's like i knew I was, like, I was like oh i definitely like feel like we're like Keith and Nicole at the at the uh, award ceremonies. <laughs> no one line of the song. Just if we haven't spoken about it before, and I'm sure we have. Janie and I, of course, watched Keith. all the country music award shows. Keith and Nicole. Keith and Nicole. Nicole. Okay. Keith. Yeah, George Strait. George Strait. It was amazing. And we got Miranda. Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert. <laughs> she rocks. She just rocks. Chris she Stapleton. really rocks. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I'm like losing my voice now. But Sorry. now, um, let's talk. Let's talk about the, the about the weekend in general. Well, no, let's the talk Vegas. about let's talk about the concert stuff, like the the concert logistics. Oh, because right. one of the reasons we're not big <laughs> concert people is that we're not in our twenties anymore. I don't like to be uncomfortable. That's I, really I don't my like to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like to stand for a show. Um, right, and uh, it is in those. In those theater type shows, you sort of think, well, not It'll everybody's going to stand, right? Everybody's going to sit down. But no, people were standing people, through the whole thing. Unfortunately, we're standing in front of us that were tall. But yes. yeah, we yeah, were yeah. able to adapt. Tall and drunk. I will say this. <laughs> oh my God, that girl is so drunk. That girl is she so drunk. She was swaying. It was amazing. I will she say, made it through the whole show, though. <laughs> I will say this. I like for five seconds, I was bummed out about it. And then I was like, Okay, I we can just adapt. Like I can step to yeah, the aisle. Have, you immediately have to say, "Well, this is what happened. This is how you it know? is." This yeah. is a, but there was a section that was fully seated. Yes, and I was a little jealous of that section to our yes. right. And I don't exactly. know what the difference was. I think it was just the luck of the draw. Yeah, I think it was just luck of the draw. Those people didn't. One person got up in that section. I don't mind getting and at up one to point dance she was just a little fully bit on her phone. <laughs> yeah, I think getting up to dance some is good. Yeah. But I don't think standing the whole freaking time is good. No. And, and that's it, what she was sort of into. It is interesting. She kind of 
barely sat down. Like the 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 young ladies next to us who were super fans. Yeah, they were dressed like Miranda Lambert. They so. would get. It was interesting to see what songs they would get up for and what songs they would not. Yes, get up for. there were some that were you had to get up for. Yeah. Like you had to get up for Gunpowder and Lead. Yeah, I mean that's just like. The ballads people mostly sat down for. Some people did stand up for um, the um, what's the name of the the from this ho- the house where she goes to visit her old house. Oh, the house that built me. The house that built me. Yeah. I feel like some people stood for that mm-hmm. in like a way where they wanted to hold up their iPhone flashlight. Right, right, so right. That yeah. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like the tearjerker song. Yes, you know? absolutely. That and like the carousel song or. Anyway, I feel like we're going through like the holes that is such a good concert. Oh, and oh, and she did do uh, the I'm Drunk and I Want to Go Home, which mm-hmm. you sang at Variotopia with Caitlin Tarver, with yeah. Caitlin Tarver. Yeah, yeah. because um, this is a duet she does with L. King, but she just did it with her backup singer who was really good. Yeah. It was great. Okay, that was fun. But like Vegas in general, I feel like we have to like discuss a couple of details of the weekend. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. First of all. <laughs> Okay, let me set the stage. Okay. Let me set the stage. Set the stage. First of all, what we didn't know was <laughs> this particular weekend a week ago was like a crazy crowded weekend in Vegas because there were like all of these cowboy events. There was like a rodeo mm-hmm. like playoffs. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> the rodeo playoffs were happening. <laughs> the rodeo playoffs. And then I had like this fantasy that we were gonna like run run into Taylor Sheridan. Like I, uh, like I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, what if we see Taylor Sheridan in Vegas? Like, I'm so gonna talk to him. Like, because I feel like Taylor <laughs> Sheridan is living my fantasy mm. life. Like, he's an actor. Then he like sold a show and now like he has like 10 shows on TV. Yeah. Like I'm like, oh, that's like my fantasy. Like mm-hmm. I want to be like an actor that no one pays attention to <laughs> and then get to run like my own mm-hmm. like empire of corner of Hollywood or something. Yeah. something. Um, but, you know, and I guess like he's into like roping or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, I thought we were going to see him, but we didn't see him. Okay. The second thing was um, there was a college football event going oh, yes. on. Yes, yes, yes. And the place was crawling. Yes. With like USC fans and I mean Southern California, not South Carolina. Yeah. They were the Trojans. Mm-hmm. They were there and they were playing like Utah mm-hmm. and the game was like that night so our flight was freaking full um to Vegas. And okay, so this thing happened. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I feel like I'm just going to go like into every detail and you're just going to have to tell me to get let, let me start and then we'll we can <laughs> we can take it over at the points in which we enter the story. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. In in like chronological order of the experience. So okay. here's what happens. We get the Southwest notification, "Hey, your flights tomorrow, check in." Uh we check in we're on separate reservations for some reason and so Cuz of points. Cuz of points. And so I go to check in. Janie's somewhere else, and I go to check in. Uh, I'm a li- I'm like a minute late, and I'm in Group B. Then it's telling me, "Hey, if you want, you can spend thirty dollars and get in Group A." And I was like, "I'm going to do that because maybe we'll need to do that because Janie will probably be in Group B. So this 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 way, if one of us gets on the plane early, 
we can facilitate the other if need be. Because there's no assigned seating on Southwest in case you don't, in case you don't know yes. Southwest. Like your group is everything. That's how your it, group is everything. Although I have a theory about that. Yes, and we'll get into that. That'll be a good postscript to the story. So I get on the plane. I put my uh, we do aisle to aisle seating, which I don't know why more couples don't do this. It's the best. It's the best. Don't encourage. Don't encourage aisle aisle. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Look, if you want to, it's our thing. I'm just saying, like, I don't want together to fight more people with for one aisle person aisle. in the middle and one stranger. <laughs> then go ahead. So a lot of people have a kid though, and they stick their kid. Well, in of course. The- uh, so. Put my bag on the seat across the aisle from me, which technically you're not supposed to do. Yeah. We were breaking the rules, bitches. Yeah. Because we look out for each other. So <laughs> by the time Janie gets on the plane, because she's in the end of the B group. I'm in so, the second B group. Second B group? Okay. I'm in like middle second. Right. Yeah. So there's not a lot of overhead space left where we are. Because you picked in like the first three or four rows of the plane. Yes. Because the way things were shaping up. That looked like the best option. Okay. Um, and so when Janie gets on the plane, <laughs> she has her she has her suitcase, new suitcase that she's trying out. This is the maiden voyage of this suitcase. That's right. Slightly bigger carry on than your previous carry on. Yeah, I got yeah. So this is this maiden voyage. So I go to put it in the overhead above me, and there's a bag in there. That's turned sideways. A wheel, a wheelie bag. A wheelie bag. A wheelie bag that's turned sideways. This which... is your classic carry-on luggage. Why is it turned sideways? That's weird. So I go, and, and I asked you. Now this is yeah. me entering the story. Well, I come welcome. On, <laughs> I come on and I look over him, and the wheelie bag's to the side. And Paul's like, "Oh, do you need a hand?" And I said, "Yes." And I said, "Could you? Do you mind seeing?" Uh, like like um pivoting that person's wheelie bag from horizontal to vertical. Yeah. Do you mind turning it the correct way? So that I might have a slot to put my <laughs> yeah. wheelie bag in vertical next to it. Which you most assuredly would. So so he starts trying. And then I hear a voice. <laughs> My God. <laughs> God. I hear a voice say It doesn't fit that way. Put it back. <laughs> And I turn and look behind me, this guy in a USC hat, and he sees me see him, and he says again, it doesn't fit that way. Put it back. And so I say, oh, okay, man, okay. All right, we're just then, trying to see. And I, he's to my left, and his wife, he's at the window seat. His wife is in the middle seat. They're like in their 60s. Mm-hmm. And he's like a gray-haired dude. They're probably like two years older than us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. And uh, and he's like talking to his wife, and he's like, "What is he doing? Why is he doing that? <laughs> what? Like, what? What could the mystery be, sir? Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that?" And then I look over at him and I say, "I asked him to do that." Because I am looking for a space for my bag. I'm terribly sorry. We're not going to hurt it. <laughs> so then Janie then has to do the thing of going behind our seats to find a space for the bag. Gets the bag in there. Sits down. Somebody else gets on the plane. Goes through the same fucking thing. They try to turn that bag thing. around. 
Yes. And the guy, again, it doesn't fit that way. Put it back. And then I heard it because I'm in the row right behind him now. Yeah. I'm aisle behind them. And I and he goes to his wife, I wish they would just close the bin. Like, the yeah, just close it. <laughs> and um, so and the couple next to me, there's a, there's a couple in middle and window next to me. And they were lovely. They were like, are you okay? Are, are you okay? And, you know, I was like, I was like, yeah, I just can't. I don't know why I started like, like, uh, confiding in them or whatever. <laughs> I was like, I just can't, uh, I just can't shake that guy. Like, like, I, I mean, I don't like, and, and they were like, Oh, something happened with him before you even got on the plane. Don't even, you know, worry about it. But then I spent the entire 35 minute flight to Vegas, like imagining a script in my head of like, <laughs> Like to say to this guy, like I just like he got under my like the it, the thing like took me by like surprise. I think yeah, he really did get you. He got me because he was like he was just being such a piece of shit about his attitude and also like you know what it is. Ho- too? How is he so stupid? It's that he doesn't know what you're doing. I know. It's also, uh, I mean, is he just pretending? Because what he's doing, what the thing that's so shitty about what he's doing is, this is a very communal experience. And we're all trying to figure out the best way to, 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 to get, to like just get our shit squared away and go there. Everybody's in the same boat. Everybody's in the same boat. So if somebody's touching the bag and turning it around, what do you think he, what do you think he's doing? You, you, if you know it doesn't fit, you could be nice about it. You don't have to be also, a jerk. By about the it. way, I'm not 100% convinced it didn't fit because I wanted to try it I know. wheels back. Yes. Because yes. the wheel, I just was. We tried it wheels out, which is supposed to be. And then the he fix. started freaking the, like melting down. Yeah. And then, okay, so, so, okay, so I'm like having this experience on the flight where I'm just trying to listen to this podcast and like not be like, you know, there's wheelie bags that fit vertically that, you know, maybe you want to try listening to a podcast and get a promo code <laughs> to try one out or. You know, I don't know. Like, I was like, I don't and know. You're like, listening to a podcast or an ad is like, tired of this. It doesn't fit that way. Put it back. <laughs> Try away bags. And so, and then, and then there's a guy next. To, oh, also, there was like a George Strait concert over the weekend. So there's like a yes. bunch of people going to see George Strait, a bunch of people going to Rope Cows, and a bunch of people going so to a football game. Many cowboy hats. Cowboy in hats. Las Vegas. Cow, Never seen them cow in cowboy hats in my life. But oh, okay. So, so the guy next to you, mm-hmm. by the way, he reminded me of my, oh, my granddad who's that like passed dude. away. Yeah. He was loaded. Yeah. And he was like, you know, so so then uh we we land and uh he gets up and he's like, Hey, I gotta get past you to you because mm. my my bag is in is behind is us. Is behind yeah. us. And, and so I followed him because I was like, I'm going to follow this guy. Let him be the cow catcher. This yeah. guy is like, I, he's like, he's totally like aggressive. And yeah. and I'm like, I need to be him or just be behind him yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to follow you because my bag's back there too. And then. and then, <laughs> he dropped your handkerchief. And then he grabbed my, he's like, he's like, which one's yours, little lady or whatever. And I was like, is that, that one over there? And he's like, here. And he fake throws it at me. Like, he I thought does that like was bold. <laughs> We were just having fun. I know. So now I'm back. To fake throw a suitcase in somebody's face. And he's much taller than me. Okay. And so I'm a few rows back now. Mm. So now I'm back 
behind I can see you to my left yeah. and the and the jammed up couple to my right. Yeah. And uh, can I just tell you what I witnessed or Absol- do you want to get it? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> so get the wording right though. <laughs> so I'm standing back. I'm standing back a couple rows now. Everyone's like trying to line up, get out, get their stuff. And uh the wife of put it back. Of put it back <laughs> goes to you because you're under the I hear Somebody say, excuse me. <laughs> and I turn around she and it's her. And she said, do you mind handing the... Would you mind would handing, you mind handing, me, handing me, me my the- bag? It's that one right there. And then I just hear Paul because... And he's doing like... He just goes into like this bit. <laughs> and it's like loud. Because I'm a couple rows back now. Oh, it was loud. And and you go, this bag? <laughs> right here? This bag? Oh, Oh, is this yours? Oh, yes. Well, I, of course, I would absolutely be. Here you go. Is it th- oh, this one? Oh, sure. Let me get that for you. And, and people were laughing. laughing. It was I started so much laughing fun. so hard that, like, <laughs> it really got you. Like, good. tears were running down my face, like, silently. Like, everyone was less like, <laughs> this is like a laugh. This was a pretty giddy drunk flight anyway. Also, because when we landed, they played the USC we were, fight By the song. way, we were neither giddy nor drunk. By the, and the <laughs> Southwest people played the yes, USC yes, fight yes. song. Yeah. So there was like, and I was like so pissed at this guy mm-hmm. I, in my mind. I didn't say anything to him other. The only thing I said to the man was, I, oh. Cuckoo, hi, you're just in time for the end of the story. I said, the only thing I said to the man was, I asked him to do that. Yeah. And we're not going to hurt it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to hurt your suit, your suit. That's all I said to him. And then um and then we left and then we went and had we, whatever, we go to dinner that night, mm. whatever, having drinks at the hotel and I said I fucking hope his team loses. <laughs> That's how mad I am. Like I was mad. This this affected I, go, I fucking Jamie hope- thought about this all day. <laughs> she this guy I just her. like I I guess like being from the South, mm-hmm. like a polite, which by the way, not so polite back in Charleston anymore. I mean, mm, like the yeah. w- gloves have come off yeah, yeah, America yeah. The for the, for the last, uh, yeah. seven years now, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you know what I mean. So, <laughs> so, but I, the way I was raised, you would never, ever speak to like a stranger in that way. You, you just wouldn't. Yeah. There's like, no need. Like, I, you know, so I have been like, I have been like, just affronted, like my manners have been affronted. And let me say <laughs> like, also, I understand because I've had situations like that where it's like I can't stop thinking about the the interaction, the, and the energy, and everything. But for for whatever reason, this guy, it made me laugh how pathetic he sounded. I know, and he then sounded you like made such me a laugh. little baby. <laughs> and you were like, "Put it back," and you were like, "This bag? <laughs> oh, I'm part of me." <laughs> Why, yes, of course. It was almost like your your subtext was like your majesty or whatever. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, okay, like whatever. And I was like, I fucking hope his team loses. Like I was just like, that's how mad I was. Yeah. And we're sitting at the bar. And you know how you get like little dings on your phone, like CNN breaking news, da, da, da. and it was like Trojans like annihilated or yeah. whatever. They were they were like destroyed. annihilated. They were like destroyed, <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, I fucking did this. You did it, but I was like, he did it really. Yeah, he kind of did it. He brought it on himself. He did it. Yeah, and then I was like, oh my god, like should I? 
you know, and then I, and then we went to the craps table and I won money. <laughs> like I played craps and won a bunch of money and I was like, okay, I guess like this, it turned it around. I turned it around yeah. or whatever. But I was like, wow, that was just, I don't, oh, but here's, here's the icing on the cake. Yes. So we're flying back after a wonderful weekend. Sunday. Waiting at the airport. Our flight full is delayed. Flight. Full so flight. Full flight. Who comes strolling up to the fucking desk? But the Mr. and Mrs. put, put it, it back. back. We're like, oh my god! And they, they still had the fucking rolly bag. They had the that same, same fucking rolly bag. The same fucking rolly bag that didn't fit. And now, oh, and they were asking for volunteers to check their bags. Yeah, they only had one bag, which which is like, okay, so for the weekend, did they share a suitcase, or did they check a big thing and that was their yeah. carry on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And they were asking for volunteers to check a bag. They did not. We got on the flight. And I was like, I hope they, they were on our flight. They did not check that. We saw it fucking sideways again. Yeah. Then we go to we our seats. We walked by them. Uh, and I, I was determined like not to make eye contact with them at all. I was like, pretend they don't exist. Pretend they don't, yeah. don't exist. I was like, that's going to be our move. Yeah. And then we walked by because we were in group B. And um, we walked by now, them. Now, this is a perfect time to share your theory about the groups. Personally, I believe... Group B, one through thirty, is the superior group. I would not pay to be an A. Okay. The reason I say this is because there's still plenty of seat choices available mm-hmm. in B. Mm-hmm. Group A, they line up like before they even start boarding the plane, and then you're just like standing there waiting. Yeah. But if you're in Group B, one through thirty, you get to sit until they finish the A's, then you get to line up early in the B's and you still have the pick of the plane. I'm just saying that's my situation. My only counter to that is I like a, I like to have, I like to see that empty plane. Um, one time I was a one, it was, I couldn't believe it. Oh my God. And a natural a one. Like I just checked in and I got a one. Well, obviously I threw a party on the plane. (laughs) (laughs) I met all my friends. <laughs> oh my god! But um, I like it because it is it is empty. You have absolutely your pick of seats and everything. It's it's much easier traveling alone. You don't have to worry about are we going to be together? You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I I because I for me I want to get on that plane as quickly as possible and have that part be over with. I got also. You. I don't like to get on I as quickly as possible. I don't stand in the line the whole time. Really? Yeah. Because it's like people line up way too early. They give you the place to stand. I know they, they do. Tell you, but it's way too early. So if if they since they do give you the place to stand, it's like when they call Group A, I will go get in the line okay. and say I'm a fifteen or whatever. Okay, you know, right. and there's nothing they can do about it. All right, we just have a little differing of opinion. But exactly. when we when we got on the plane, we walked by the bag overhead sideways. But now here is the M. Night Shyamalan twist. We go to put your new suitcase oh, yeah. up there. And, and it, it didn't close. It was a different plane. It was a different plane. So we tried it wheels in, wheels out. And then eventually the, the flight attendant turned, turned it, sideways, it sideways. Which I was like, interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm going to keep that bag or not. Mm-hmm. I have a hundred days to test it out. 
And my carry on that I own was a freebie. Yeah. Because it was like, because you guys uh, advertised for Away on three, That's right. Freedom. But here's the thing. And I, I got, would say. And you gave me that bag. And then I was like, I love Away. And then I, and then, yeah. <laughs> I would say send that bag back. The purple one. Yeah. Okay. Because you know that your original carry on. That fits. definitely fits in like smaller planes. And then they have a size up. That you could get. That's a checked bag. So if you need to check a bag, you have that bag. That's better than the the old suitcase that you have. That old the fabric up. suitcase. Oh uh, yeah, that thing. It that thing was well. a cheapo anyway. It was a from cheapo like a thousand that served years. you well, but it's time. I don't passed. know what to do. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Like, well, look, like need, either take the carry on. <laughs> we don't need to involve the listeners in this. Yeah, and then what else? Um, you didn't play craps, but you you did stand with me while I played craps, and I was surprised yes. about that. Because that's the first time you've kind of done that. Because well, I love you. I know, but like sometimes I go and play craps and like you're like, I'll go in the room or whatever. Well, yeah, because usually like if we're seeing your dad or something like yeah, that. Yeah, because me and my dad play. Yeah. They're but then that was like a fun table, right? It was. It was and fun. the guy next to me was hilarious. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah, yeah. I, he was like, you're, you know, I was like, what are you doing with that? Like, tell me what you're doing over here. And he would like tell me he had so many freaking chips. This he had so had many hundred dollar chips. Hundred dollar chips sitting there. Like this is. This is, he's like, he oh, like, this is what I do. I he come had like here. thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah, I, I, I love to gamble. I literally all took night. out $200 from an ATM. And <laughs> yeah. like, once I won $200, I put that away. And then mm-hmm. I only gambled with what, with my winnings. Yeah. And then I still walked away with like over $400. Nice. It's a great story. All right. <laughs> we got to take a break and we'll be back after these ads. After these ads. Hey, everybody. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Okay. Therapy. Have you heard of it? Therapy. Call on me. Man, the Valerie's of the world must have been so excited when Steve Winwood wrote that song. Anyway, back to therapy. Here's the thing, and I'm sure you know this already. Life can be overwhelming and many of us are burned out without even knowing it. Maybe you have a lack of motivation. Maybe you feel helpless or trapped. Maybe you feel detachment, fatigue, etc. I tell uh, girlfriend, I've been there. I've been there. And sometimes you just feel like, man, I'm sinking and I don't know. I'm I'm so tired of treading water. How do I get out of this thing that I'm in? Well, there's an answer. It's therapy. Therapy is so good, guys. It's so, 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 so good. Changed my life. I'm so glad I did it. And I'm so glad that there's an opportunity for other people to do it as well. Because we associate burnout with work, but that is not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to feel burned out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. You got to put your own oxygen mask on first. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life, and that's really what it is. It's like getting to the root of, why do I have these feelings? Why does this bother me? Why does this make me feel hopeless? And you figure it out, and then you can deal with it. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. I don't know what I was going to say there instead of hours, (laughs) but thank God I made it to hours. Stay Off Homekins listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Homekins. That's BetterHelp.com slash Homekins. Check out BetterHelp. I think it can help you, and I wish you 
all the love and luck in the world. Oh my God, y'all. We are so excited to be sponsored once again by Green Chef. It is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, veg, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. So the green market is now live. It is a one-stop shop for quick breakfasts, lunches, and more you can easily add on to your weekly order. They have expanded and their menu. You can now choose from 30 recipes weekly with the option to mix and match meals from different dietary prefs in the same box without changing your plan. And if you're craving more servings of a favorite recipe, you can now double the portions in your weekly order with just one click. I personally love Green Chef because it takes the meal planning emotional labor out of things for you. You just get uh, everything portioned out and it tells you exactly how to cook things and you get to kind of zone out and listen to your favorite music or favorite podcast. I absolutely love Green Chef and I am so humbled and honored that they are one of our sponsors and that they are offering offering our <laughs> listeners a special uh, offer. They're not offing anyone, just to be <laughs> that clear. So please go to greenchef.com slash homekins599 and use homekins599 to get $5.99 per meal on your first box and, and your first box also ships free. So go to greenchef.com slash homekins599 and use homekins Code HOMEKINS599 to get $5.99 per meal on your first box and your first box ships free. Thank you, Green Chef. Thank you, Green Chef. Hey, Paul. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to turn your food scraps into dirt? Yeah, all the time. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited about our next new sponsor. Tell me more. Okay. There is this amazing appliance called Lomi by Pila. First of all, what an awesome Christmas gift. I know that we have the holiday seasons coming up. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of uh, – I have a lot of friends who are into composting, and I don't – totally get it or understand it i just know like it's good or whatever but like i'm not into worms and so that's just not gonna happen but guess what there's this amazing new appliance called lomi that turns your food scraps into dirt and that dirt is like really nutrient rich and it's great for gardens or plants and the most amazing part is it's great for the environment so I got the Lomi. It's so exciting. I took it over to my friend Catherine's house because she is like the gardener person and she is obsessed with Lomi and has like been following Lomi's entire journey since Kickstarter. And she made me all this amazing dirt and now my plants are, are, are thriving. So you basically put your food in the Lomi. It sits on your counter. It looks really sleek and really modern. And then with a push of a button, it is, it will turn your scraps into dirt in under four hours. Although there's like a couple different levels or whatever. There's no smell and it's really quiet. So thanks to Lomi, you have way less garbage every week. Okay. And you get to be ego conscious. Since, since Lomi's come into our lives, uh, I throw out way less garbage. That means it's not going to, to landfills and producing methane. Instead, you can turn your waste into nutrient rich dirt that you can feed 
to plants. And also, you get to be smug to other people and say you're doing your part for climate change. So if you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner, like our after dinner podcast, that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Go to Lomi.com slash Homekins. Lomi is L-O-M-I. Lomi.com slash Homekins and use the promo code Homekins to get $50 off your Lomi. When I tell you that this is a great Christmas gift, uh, I think people's minds will be blown and uh, you just got to go to the website and check this thing out because I really do believe it is the future and we should be doing everything that we can to reduce our, our footprint. That's $50 off when you held to Lomi.com slash Homekins. Use promo code Homekins at checkout. Food waste is gross. Lomi's your solution. With the holidays just around the corner, Lomi will make the perfect gift for someone on your shopping, li- shopping list. Thank you, Lomi. Thank you, Lomi. Thank you, Lomi. We love you. Love you, Lomi. We're back, guys. We <laughs> what a what a what a delightful what a delightful little conversation we're having on tonight's stay of home. Kids. I know it's nice and delightful. I hope everyone's doing well. It's a crazy time with travel and the holidays, and you get really stressed. And I we are keeping things going in uh, 2023. Is that right, Paul? Yes, we are. Still going to do the once a month yes. schedule. Um, I haven't looked at the calendar, but it's looking like second Fridays of every month is 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 our like sweet spot. I think so. I think so. Um, if anyone has any other ideas on how we can manage our lives better than we're managing them, I would appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> to hey, be we're, honest, we're throwing it out to strangers. <laughs> if you want to tell us how to live our lives, to be honest, because. Uh, <laughs> Things are really tiring. Is all I gotta say. Things I are look, really tiring. This is a, this is a, a tough time of year as well as like we enjoy this time of year, but it is um, it is uh, stressful in some ways. I know for some people it's a very it's a sad time of year. Some people don't like this time of year, and I get that a little bit. Like when we went back east, I realized like oh, I've never even since I was a kid when I lived there, I always got kind of bummed out in the winter. And oh, I don't for know if sure. that's, you know, seasonal affective disorder or what, but it just was like, you know, just when everything's like kind of the ground is frozen and it's cold and it's gloomy and, you know, um, so I, you know, my, my heart goes out to anyone who's, who's having a tough time right now. Um, we are, we're with you and hang in there, but let me, let me say something that was, uh, really nice, which was last night. Was this last night? No, night before last night. Night before. Night before. Night before. Um, <laughs> we have a relatively new tradition. We've done it a few years now, which is uh, there's a group of us, five couples, um, that all went on vacation together years ago. 2017. And we all knew each other before, but we never hung out together as a group before. And we have we've stayed in, in touch via a, a thriving text thread. Um. And we started doing a yearly dinner at the Tam O'Shanter at Christmas time, which is a restaurant here. It's one of the oldest restaurants in Los Angeles, just celebrated its 100th anniversary. It was Walt Disney's favorite restaurant. Yes. And it was uh, a lot of the Disney animators would hang it's out there. Basically, just it's get like bombed. a Lowry's. Yes. It's a Lowry's property. Um, it's Scottish themed. 
Um, hence and the Tam O'Shanter. Hence the Tam O'Shanter by, by the name of the poem by Robert Burns. And they have carolers. I'm sure we've mentioned the Tam O'Shanter I, I on believe, this. I'm sure we have, yeah. But they have strolling carolers every At year. At Christmas. At Christmas time. Just they in, decorate the place to the hilt. They're just Dickensian. It's very festive and cozy in there. It's really fun. So this was the first year that all 10 of us were able to make it at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and we didn't do 2020 because of COVID. And that, what Which we you did, can't blame us for that. Well, we you did, can't blame us for that. Instead, though, is we did that drive-through of the Magic, <laughs> <laughs> Magic Mountain. We did a drive-through of Magic Mountain, which was going to have a sort of Christmas lights, <laughs> you know, spectacular. And, yeah, we uh, talked about that back yeah. in the time, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. whatever. So, like, Scott, so secret. It's funny because Scott last night or the other night was like, but you're glad that we did it, right? It's like, I yes, of glad. course, I'm glad that we did it. Yeah, I was glad. Yeah, it was it was terrible, but I'm glad that we did it. No, it I fun. liked all this. I liked all of the activities that we did during lockdown to try to stay sane. Yes, like people got creative. Absolutely, I enjoyed that. Uh, seeing how the creative ways people tried to like keep things going. I liked that too, and it there was there was an element of that of like we're all in this together kind of thing. Yes. Of like hey, we're still. What else can we do? You know, we got to do something yes. and, and let's all try to make the best of this. Um, so last night was the first time. Oh, first, as soon as we get there, you know, some people got were ahead of us. They were in the bar. We go in the bar, run into three people that I know from UCB. Yes, I also know, table. know them yes. a little. We ran into them. The same time last year when we were having the same dinner. Yeah, it was the same group running into the same group. Yes. That was funny. Not the same exact night. It's not like we plan. It's like this this day every year. No, it was just a random Wednesday. It was so wild that the same thing happened. We were all flabbergasted by it. What a wonderful coincidence. But then we ran into someone else that was the same night as last year. Tony Thaxton. Tony Thaxton, that's right. Shout out to Tony. Yeah. It was wild. What a night of coincidences. But it's, you know, it's a, it's yeah. A, so we had this big dinner and like, you know, it was, it, and then you get to request the, uh, you get to request the carols. Yes. They come over to your table. You get to request a song. This was the first time that Mike and Lauren were able to not only attend this dinner, but it was their first time at the Tamil Shanter. And so the carolers came over. Our friend Jessica Jardin, the only Scottish person in the group, she every year <laughs> requests. <laughs> All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. Yes. Every, so every time I've been, I've had to sit through All I Want for Christmas. Yeah. Also, but by the way, when they, when they carol All I Want for Christmas in their Dickensian garb, mm-hmm. it doesn't quite match. You're like, is this Westworld? Like, What's going on? And then on? the girl was like going nuts. I mean, yes. she was like, oh, It's want. always two men and two women. Like, for Christmas is you. But the, so here's what was wild. And she she was, like, was the lead singer, right? Yeah, yeah. But then when it came time for the big high note, the other lady did it. It was a surprise. And they were like kind of like bopping out in the Dickensian garb. Yeah. It was not exactly. You know I'm that they saying. I don't I give it a pass because you know that they love doing a song they that is do not modern a thousand songs. years old. Yes. Um but the best part of it was they were right behind where our friend Mike was. <laughs> Mike, even though he was facing away Mike from Mike Castle, him, was Mike Castle, look like averted eyes, slight smile on his face, like I hate this and I wish this was over. And it was happening on him. And the, in picture, I had like, to take literally. a picture of him looking miserable. While like this he was, was in the wrong place for yeah. this. And then when you he look at the, the picture, it looks like they are singing to him. 
they're all all their eyes are accidentally trained on the back of his head. And you've been like listening to Mike Castle's podcast from the yes, beginning, I've, which I recommended last episode, I believe. I think you did. I think uh, you know what I would do, and I've been listening to them at night after Janie goes to bed, and I play my little video games. <laughs> And I have the podcast playing while I listen, and it's really been enjoyable. Yes, we do have like our separate things that we do sometimes. You have no right <laughs> to ask me how I feel. Okay. That song is intense. When I you mean, think, I mean, it's, it's an intense song. Yeah, I guess it is. You have no right to ask me how I feel yes. now that we're living separate lives. Oh, yeah. They're like in a, they're like yeah. kind of bitter. They're kind of like, yeah. it's over. Yeah, agreed. And it's like, how are you? Fuck you, how am I? <laughs> Who do you think you are? It's pretty good, You though. broke my heart, and now you're asking me how I am? I I'm like, bad. I respect good songwriting. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Um, okay, so I kind of am curious about something, and you don't know I'm going to ask about this. This is exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um. So... I. Oh. This is gonna be divisive. Oh no! It's getting scary now. Do you think Osama bin Laden had good <laughs> qualities? <laughs> oh, but no, that does remind me of something though that I couldn't stop thinking about. Okay. For like last weekend and this week. Okay. Put it back? No, the put it back guy. Yeah, he reminded you of Osama bin Laden. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he was too definitely too uh, white to be. He wishes he was Osama. <laughs> no, he was like, okay, this is what I don't white. understand. This is what I don't understand. Yeah, something that I can't. I'm curious about. Mm -hmm. So, like, okay, like Miranda Lambert, sure. she's like so fun and and talented and great songwriter her collaborations and songwriting is so mm -hmm, fun and everything mm -hmm. and there's like a very strong feminism in her body of work mm -hmm. and like there were a lot of dudes at that concert yeah absolutely like i was surprised yeah, yeah, most yeah. of them were with women though yes yes yeah there were groups of women and then couples yeah yes yes and then okay like if you're an incel like how do you like if you're if you're an incel mm -hmm. and you're like you're going to the grocery store or yeah. something <laughs> yeah. and on the speakers like they start playing like you know bluebird or whatever mm -hmm. and and you're like oh this is like a great jam you know like you're like oh, that's a good song it's a really good song <laughs> but it's a woman mm -hmm. it's a woman who's like I'm fucking independent and I don't you know right, like right, this right. is my own thing how do you navigate the world if you're an incel because like if you hate women yeah. like does you does that mean like you just write off like half of all of art I, I mean i would imagine yes like there's not one of them that's like oh christine mcvee died yeah you know what i mean <laughs> like there's not one of them that's like oh my god like i love like Rhiannon or whatever, you know, like I love yeah. that. Like there's just not one of them that's like, okay, like I got to yeah. give it up for, you know. I mean, probably not, right? I mean, it stands to reason. If your thing is I'm miserable and it's women's fault, like chances are you're not going to give it up for, you know, Sinead O'Connor or something. You're not going to say, I can't help it. This song rocks, you know. 
Really? Probably. Probably. I mean, they're, these guys have made their whole lives revolve around blaming somebody else for their problems. Yeah. So I don't think they're going to give an inch, you know? There might be an outlier, outlier incel. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like Beyonce is my queen, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like formation. Come on, I mean, come on. <laughs> uh, lemonade was healing. It was All cathartic. Right. I just like. I'm just curious because like the insult thing is is just a. It's it's so like it's painful because they're suffering. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's like it, they're it, suffering. They're, they're they're they are suffering and they're being taken advantage of by. Somebody who plants the idea, everyone wants to hear, it's not your fault, it's somebody else's fault. Right. You know, if things are bad, the last thing you want to hear is, here's what you need to do. What you want to hear is, it's their problem. They they are making this problem for you. And it's like, if you are vulnerable, it's very easy to be taken advantage of by that message. All right. Okay, that was the one thing. Here's the thing that um you don't want to bring up that might be divisive. Oh, that wasn't the thing? No. That was just something I wondered. <laughs> that was just something. You thought it'd be divisive because of our many insult listeners. No, I didn't think that was gonna be divisive. <laughs> that was literally just I a know, question I'm I have in oh. <laughs> Jesus. So No wonder I'm an incel. Okay, I without you I watched <gasps> The Harry and Meghan documentary. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I like, I don't understand like people attacking them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. Who is attacking them? Are people, is it the, British people the, that don't like yes. her? Yes. Yeah. 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 And they don't like that. They blame her for leading him away from the family and causing a fracture in no, the No, because they hated her before he left. Right. Well, yes. They hated her before. Yeah. And now they feel justified because he's been ripped from the womb of the royal family. So, okay. Like this. So I'm only like three episodes in because that's the, all. Ripped from the bosom, I should say. <laughs> There's only like three out. There's only three out, mm-hmm. but like I, so from what I understand, and I feel like this is the thing I saw before this documentary, and this confirms it to me though, is that like, it's a, it's racism. It's racism Yeah. because, but also like they kind of turn on Harry, I think, because he like, didn't want, he kind of didn't want to be in this from the beginning, yeah. like even before Megan, like yeah. it was clear, like he was like uncomfortable with it all. Yeah. And the one thing I, that's what I don't understand is like, how can you blame him when his mother was killed yeah. by this? Yeah. Like paparazzi stuff. Yeah. And they are like, oh, they're spoiled. And you know, they're complaining about the paparazzi. And I'm like, but what you don't like take into account is that his mother was killed by yeah. it. Like, like I just don't understand the hate. I just don't understand the hate because like, I'm just curious like what you're, I mean, I also like the Royal thing is so weird anyway. So like, I don't want to, I don't want to spend too much of my time, like even thinking about it. But on the other hand, it's like he, he wanted to leave and I don't see what the big deal is. Yeah. I really don't. What's really (laughs) amazing. When you you think about it, what's amazing is 
he was born into this weird life. He had no, like, you know, people that marry into that family, you, you can argue their level of choice that they had or whatever. Right. But, and then it turns out to be more than they bargained for. But he literally was born into it. And then the fact that he made a conscious choice that I don't, I don't care about tradition. I don't care about all this shit. I don't want, I don't care about it. I'm right. leaving, you know? And like, he has a book that's going to be coming out, which I think is going to be kind yeah. of huge because I, it's going to be like his words. They're and only, not... only going to tell their story 14 more times. I almost feel like, oh, and that's another <laughs> thing that like, Nathan, they wanted privacy. And now that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and now they're shoving this documentary down our throat. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> I haven't, down our like, I like literally, I haven't looked at Netflix in weeks. Like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Very easy to avoid. Okay. Like, whatever. I don't know. Just like people go crazy over it. And I don't. I think I, it's. I think, I think it's funny they're it. so like angry about that. But then like someone goes on Netflix and starts like spewing transphobic shit. And they're like, yeah. we need this. Freedom of speech. We need to have this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like they come on and they're like, oh, my God, this is our meet cute. And yeah. they're like, fuck them. Yeah. You know, like they're, you know, it's just like so I, weird to me. I would say that the. For me, my way of thinking is if you're heavily invested in the monarchy in the first place, you probably have racist reasons for being unhappy about this. I guess you know so. I mean? It's so – I could But it see... doesn't even like touch anything because he wasn't in line. No, it doesn't – I know. I mean he's like so far but they removed. Don't, but the thing is it's like – it's the fairy tale of it all. You know what I mean? It's the tradition. It's the it's the you know divine right and all that shit that, that – I think I, I don't know how many people are still invested in that aspect of it. Of like, she is our sovereign. He is our sovereign. You know, Charles the Third and blah blah blah. Uh, the unbroken line and uh, you know all that shit. And so it's just the idea of what they want the royal family to be. And it's like, well, you're it's it's the twenty first century. Like, what do you expect? I like. I feel like it's got to be so um, confusing to them because. Like there's a big, like royals in general, because like there's this whole movement of like, oh, they're going to usher in this fresh, this, this new generation is going to like bring like a freshness to it. And then there's like this pushback from within. That's like, it can't be that, but it's like, people want it to, people want it to sort of fit. Yeah. more modern thing exactly. thing or whatever and they want to have it both ways and it's like guess they what they want to have it if both ways if you want to have a modern monarchy you're nuts like it's ridiculous that's like an oxymoron it's such it's such an ancient institution the idea of having a king or a queen is is and look it's easy for us to say this because we grew up in America well what is and so it, funny it looks absurd what is outside. so funny to me is like on the in the documentary and it like the documentary is like team like mm. it was like some of it is like okay like you went to this school and you drew on this yeah, piece of yeah. paper like i don't care about that like Did they ever talk about him in the nazi costume yes <laughs> oh they do okay yes because he he's basically like what he's trying to show is his evolution mm -hmm. from being in this insular world yeah. to essentially trying to become an like anti-racist right like he, he's like, I thought I knew things. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'd been to every country practically on the globe mm -hmm. and seen all these different ways. I served in the military for 10 years and I thought I knew things and I freaking didn't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and like he discusses the Nazi thing as like one of the lowest points of his life. Mm -hmm. And afterwards, like, I guess he, 
he spoke with like a rabbi and a Holocaust survivor and like really learned why what he did was upsetting and everything. And, you know, like he's clearly this self-aware person. If you're a self-aware person, I don't think you're suited for that job Mm -hmm. because if you are in any way introspective and interested in evolving to your human potential, then, uh, like you need, like you need to be thriving in a lifestyle that allows for that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but like, you know, I don't know. They could step back in. Maybe they would allow him back in. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Who fucking knows? It's not my place. It's their fucking lives. <laughs> I, I just feel like, you know, yes, they're they're rich celebrities mm-hmm. and they're like attractive and it's like boo-hoo. I get that. Yeah. But so is all like every reality show people watch. I know. Like on repeat. Yeah. yeah you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So like what's the difference? At least they're doing some I mean, charity work. There is. Exactly. And I think there is some similarity, of course, to royal watching and reality TV where it's like there's these weird cartoon people that you're kind of following and you you are delighting in their victories and their failures and whatever, I guess. I guess that's what people get out of it. Well, the thing that made me laugh, I mean, when, like there was a moment in the reality show where because they, they have like some like royal experts, I guess, to like help American audiences understand, mm. you know. And uh, and really the thing is uh, not so much about being a royal, it's about mm. the media. Yeah. Because their whole thing is like, the media did this. Right. Like you're mad at the wrong thing, mm-hmm. essentially. And I'm sure that's true yeah and and of course they think that his his again his mother was murdered by the media like okay fine so like uh there's like a royal god is like expert that's like the royals have always enjoyed like an 80 percent approval rating (laughs) uh no politician has ever it's the envy of all politicians and i'm like yeah because they're mannequins they don't yeah, do anything. Exactly. Exactly. When someone doesn't do anything, they're a cipher and you're just projecting. Yeah. That that that's why they want to I think that's the whole mystique is that they stay like so you you just project whatever onto them. Yeah. Like, you know, but if you're born into it and you didn't sign up for it, I think it sucks. Yeah. If you don't want it. They're, you know, they they're mascots for the country and, you know, it's like do you want to get rid of the mascot? It's like, "No, I like them." <laughs> and some of them willingly sign up for it. It doesn't look like William and Kate are unhappy with no, it. No, no, no. And I'm sure that was, I mean, who knows what, what their private lives are like, but it certainly looks like they made sure they weren't going to have, or they tried to make sure they weren't going to have a situation like that again, you know, with, with Charles and Diana, you know, I just I think know. it's, it's like- stranger to me that William is on board with all of this after, also losing his mother to uh, this dumb institution, essentially, you know, that, that bred fame. And I think it's different when you're in line for the throne. I guess, but... That's a different attitude. Then you're like, okay, that's the price of the... That's the price of it, or I whatever. I want to look up what would have happened if he had said, I don't want any part of this. Wouldn't it have gone to Harry? I guess. That's what happened, But if they too- both did, if they both said, oh, we don't want to do this. Well, then you know, what about Eugenie? And Beatrix. Who are they again? Their cousins or whatever. <laughs> Prince Andrews. Prince, and- Prince Andrews. Sure. Daughters. I guess. 
I mean, I, it would have gone to, to Harry because remember the one king, because we watched The Crown. That's right. The one king. This is where we got all our information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I just, I don't know. Like, I just think, it, I get like some people, like, I get like people like, oh, Megan, da, da, da. I kind of like Megan, but like, she is a little actressy, but she is yeah, also an actress. actress. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I know plenty of people like her, so like <laughs> absolutely, like it's like okay, yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. she seems nice. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, who cares? You know what I mean? Exactly. Who cares? Exactly. It's the the royal family is the biggest who cares I could think of. I was just curious if you like follow the hate. That's what I was. Curious I have not. About. I mean, I'm aware of it because but... I see people I know who post like nasty shit. Really? Uh huh. That's weird. Yeah. And you will tell me off mic who those people are. Yes. Yes. And I'm like, oh my God, really? Like, you're going to get into this? <laughs> First of all, for anybody outside <laughs> of England to even have an opinion <laughs> is ridiculous. I mean, I guess because they're like here now and like in a, they're in so California. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? There's so many worse people. I don't know. There's so many worse famous people <laughs> that are famous and, and rich for nothing. That are famous and like, you know, yeah, I don't, I mean, I just read this, <laughs> I read this article in the LA Times just last night about some showrunner that's like a piece of shit and he got promoted on Law & Order SVU oh, great. and all these people are- On that show of all shows. <laughs> what was so Particularly fun? heinous. <laughs> I was laughing because- I mean, it's horrible and it's egregious behavior and this guy is obviously like a rage addict or whatever. But like there, there were like multiple anecdotes of people who wouldn't go on the record describing various at different shows, like different wow, employees, wow. Uh, various meltdowns over the lunch order. Oh, come on. <laughs> it was always like the lunch order. Oh, my God. And I was like, I couldn't get over like how many people were like, I saw him like melt down over the lunch. And then one assistant apparently, like some people would not go on the record because they were scared of like retaliation. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah. there was like one assistant that she just started ordering the same lunch as him so that like if he had like soggy nachos, she would be like, oh, mine are crispy. Take mine. Oh, <laughs> God. And I was like, this is a middle-aged man. Everybody, this is a man in his man, 50s. It's like he's clear, clearly like rage addicted or whatever. There but, should like, be zero tolerance for that kind of bullshit. Like ho if anything needs to be reformed, it's Hollywood. And oh, 100%. If people are like that, that should be shut down so quickly so quickly it, there's got to be a way where it's like everyone bands together and just shuts that shit down if i i don't know because i haven't worked in like in a room like in a writer's room mm -hmm. although i want to one day i think i think i Ooh, want to one day interesting. i know i just said that out loud and i was like do i i'm like <laughs> i think so i want the experience of it one day just because mm -hmm. like yeah it would you know but i think it would be funny if like your showrunner boss was like a nightmare and the lunch was like really like it was always lunch like a lunch issue mm -hmm. and everyone agreed to like <laughs> band together and like shut it down and do something yeah like basically feed him baby food here's what that's what that would be like oh no he opens up the he opens up the mendocino farm box 
and it's like pureed peas <laughs> and a bib <laughs> and a sippy Little cup. And they're like, spoon. we found a lunch that you would definitely like. <laughs> All of us pitched in. Is this more to Sir's liking? <laughs> but imagine this, okay? okay? If like something like this happens. Yeah. You get out, you get everybody together in the office. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> you say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to his office uh-huh. or the next big meeting we all have that he's going to be at. Yes. We're going to confront him. We're going to have like an intervention. Intervention. And we're going to record it on our phones. Yes. Or we're going to say, hey, you need to stop yelling at people about lunch. Uh-huh. And then <laughs> then it forces him to do what? Fire every single person? Right. Because he was like firing certain people yes, on the spot. Exactly. And then it like... Made everyone silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, it's like, oh, I don't want to yeah. say something next and be the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. You know, guys. Here's what you got to do. You got a trauma bond. You got a trauma bond he, immediately. I. But you know what was so funny too is like he didn't comment for the article, but he has like a spokesperson, which I'm assuming is like a lawyer. <laughs> and uh, this, like, basically every allegation, the spokesperson was like, that absolutely did not happen, or, or that happened. He talked about sex, sexual things in front of young women because. It was like in the context of like pitching story yeah. for like SVU or yeah, whatever. Sure it was. And it's like, oh my God, they always have that cover. Like, like yeah. that's like a famous, like, wasn't there like someone on the Friends writer's room famously yes. that said that he wanted to like, he wanted to, he wanted, who is Rachel and Ross or yeah. wanted like Ross to fuck her in the shower? I don't know. Like, it was like some, <laughs> I don't remember that one. Some, I just remember the dry twigs. <laughs> Repeat it because I I don't want to say the whole thing because it's terrible. Did he say that somebody had a dry vagina? Someone on the couch. Because they were so old. And, um, (laughs) you know, then the cover was like, let's write this room. room. We blow off steam and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, we draw from our own experiences. You still want to be in a writer's room? (laughs) Well, I've been around. We draw from our own experiences. I the guy My mother has twigs in her vagina. Are you saying I can't talk about my own mother? <laughs> Why would you be talking about your mother's vagina? <laughs> okay. Oh, I do. Like, I've been around, like, comedy writers, though. I've been in, like, groups. I've I've been there. Yeah, you've been around the worst. But I, I don't think I've been, like, sexually harassed by comedy people. Right. I've been well, sexually we, harassed in, like, kitchens and workplaces. Yes, absolutely. But I wonder if it's because I'm, like, with you. Mm-hmm. Like they they know if they sexually hurt like well, you're not with me all the time. No, I'm saying with you, married to like oh right, right, or right, dating right. you or whatever. But before it was. before dating, me, you knew comedy people before we got together. I didn't have any bad. Did I have any bad comedy? Like, and I waited tables like, and Louis C.K. would perform. Yeah, but he never like came near me. Thank fucking Christ. Yeah, too many people around. Um, no, I just think it, like for whatever reason he looked for he was a predator that yes, looked for certain. Yes, yeah, okay. Um, but I I also think that we travel in circles that are by and large more genteel. I mean, there's always people that you might find something out about, and you're like, oh wow, I had no idea. You know, right? People like that are on the edges of your circle. Um, well, like that kid. Should I say? <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a there was a person in comedy that we knew that turned out to be a horrible abuser, and you know had to leave town, and then he became a proud boy or whatever. Yeah, yeah. great. He was always hanging around. He never yeah. messed with me. Yeah, but always like old enough to be his mother. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, it was like he was like eighteen when he was hanging around. Was he really? I didn't realize. He yeah, was because he was like always trying to bar back at like M bar and oh, like right, make right, extra right. money. Yeah. And him and his little comedy partner. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, they're so cute. And then it turned out he was like troubled. Yeah. I guess. I. I mean, I. It's a very kind way of putting it. Yes. Well, I mean, I. I mean, I just. I didn't. I didn't. No, of course. I didn't mingle with the. I mean. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, okay, we should wrap it up. Do you have any recommendations? Well, I'm enjoying the show. Fleischman <laughs> is in trouble. Fleischman is in trouble, I know. I, I know. know. It's serious. Fleischman, that's, this Fleischman? He's in trouble. I'm enjoying it quite a bit. It's on Hulu. I like it too, yeah. I like it because it's like, it's fresh. And it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You're it's like, fresh. A, I'm, I'm reading, I'm listening to a podcast I'm in the middle of. I'm liking mm-hmm. Sun Valley. Is that what it's called? It's a true crime. Oh, really? <laughs> I got to look it up. Sun Valley. If you want uh, your next true crime, listen, I was trying to listen to it on the plane. Mm-hmm. Bone Valley. Bone Valley. scary. It's called Bone Valley. And I can't wait to see what happens in that. And I'm also reading a memoir I like. Which one? It's called Acceptance. By? I knew you were going to fucking ask me that. It's a memoir by Anonymous. By someone like uh, Emmy Neatfield. Emmy Neatfield. What is it about? Oh, it's about like uh, Acceptance by Emmy Neatfield. I mean, Neatfeld. Okay, um, uh, it's about it's about someone's coming of age, um, overcoming uh, a lot of adversity. Mm, okay, and uh, I'm assuming getting to like an Ivy League education because like the whole thing is like, how the fuck am I gonna get yeah. Ivy League educated when I'm like, you know, like in the fucking system and mm-hmm. people are treating me like this and I have all these illnesses and problems and blah, blah. I mean, that sounds like it's not that exciting of a memoir, but I actually started reading it and I couldn't put it down because it was like really well written and um, interesting uh, observations about adversity, Mm -hmm. like not the typical observations about adversity. Someone who's really like questioning like, hey, this doesn't feel right. This isn't like the little like neuro, neurodivergent. Interesting. I mean, I don't know if this person's neuro, to me it read that way. Gotcha. Like the, the the angle that they're coming from. Gotcha. I am reading. I gave um, three. I gave three. A TV, <laughs> TV, a podcast, and a book. A, don't a TV, make it a, a podcast, and a book. A TV, a podcast, and a book. All right, tell me things. I want to recommend um, uh, "Less Is Lost" by Andrew Sean Greer. A book. A book that I'm really enjoying. Um, oh, I read less. Yes. Believe it or not, I didn't know that you read it. I love that book. Really, I thought it was great. And I thought I think his turns of phrase are amazing. I really loved the character. Yes. Um, and this is a sequel to that book. Okay. And okay. It's, I'm like probably two thirds of the way through it. I'm really enjoying it. Um, and I kind of don't want it to end. I know how that is. Yeah. 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 It's a good feeling when you're reading a book like that. Yeah. Um, TV wise. Slow Horses is back, baby. That's your show, boy. Very happy it's show. back. I, I've read all of the Slow Horses books by now. Um, so I am ahead of the TV show. So it's fun to watch it 
knowing the things that are going to happen and seeing them enacted, you know, by a great cast. Um, really enjoying it. I, I've watched three episodes. I don't, I, I might be all caught up by now. Wow. Yeah. Look at you getting all caught up on the stories. Right. I would like to mention the shop that carries our official merch. I'm drinking from my, my weekend water glass right now. Don't, don't sleep on these things for Christmas gifts, yeah. guys. Tis the season, baby. And uh, kinship Goods. Kinshipgoods.com. They do all of our merch, and they have a lot of great Christmas gifts. Yes, In addition do. to our merch, yeah. I think I'm going to do some Christmas shopping on the site. Yeah, but definitely stuff- recommend these weekend water glasses because they are so yeah. cool. I'm they have one clothes. Right they have home goods. They have a variety of things. They're all... Uh, you know, crafted lovingly by them in a shop in West Virginia. Um, they just moved into a new bigger space. Congratulations to uh, Hillary and Dan on that. Um, so go to kinshipgoods.com. Yeah, we have a lot of fun stuff in their store. Also, the Deep Dive uh, podcast, uh, June Diane Raphael and Jessica St. Clair. Yes. Um, they just started doing merch with them as well. So if you're a fan of that podcast, you can find it. But, oh, yeah. but if you're a fan of that podcast, you probably know already. If you're a fan of that podcast, you should buy our merch because we, yeah. we got here first. I'm just kidding. Exactly. Is that a I'm com- not just kidding. <laughs> it's not a competition. It kidding. is. I'm just kidding. I love guys. <laughs> I love, I love uh, Jessica and, and June. Okay. All right. All so right. we're uh, stay up. Homekins at gmail.com. Stay of Homekins on the socials. Um, we're we, still on Twitter for now. For now. Until um, we find the replacement Twitter. Yeah. Who knows what's going to happen? I mean, it's all dumb shit. I wish it would all go away. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for listening. We Happy really appreciate holidays. it. Happy holidays to you all. Take Stay care safe of yourselves. out there. Oh, I tipped our sign off too soon. Uh. So we'll see you next month in the new year. See you next year. And in the meantime, stay Stay safe, safe, stay stay sane, sane, and and stay stay strong. strong.